0: one of my big beliefs is that every business today should maximize the free ability to send out their propaganda uh, via the internet, right? That That's social media um, in written form, right? And, and audio and video, because it doesn't cost anything. And uh, those, you know, just like uh, if you look at the billionaires of the 80s and 90s, Ted Turner. Um, uh, uh, man, I'm just forgetting his name. Bob Johnson, BT, Ted Turner, CNN, TNT. Not, not CNN, but TNT. I think he's actually CNN too. Uh, I'm, I'm not fact checking this, but y'all know who they are. Um, they, they jumped quick on technology and created empires from it. And then the people that advertised on top of those Um, technologies uh, made a fortune uh, as well because it was a new way to communicate to their viewers this is the this is the first time in history where uh, the business can now build their own uh, media company and create their own propaganda Uh, and so you know one of the hottest platforms right now is LinkedIn Um, if you have a business or you're uh, looking for a career or you're in business I mean just if you do anything professionally uh, LinkedIn is a great place to get your message out. It's getting a lot of reach. And so Leah Fraser is an expert um, PR media person uh, with a with a niche helping people um, in LinkedIn. She does it all, but she does a lot on LinkedIn. And so we talk about some strategies on LinkedIn, how to get your message out, uh, what to do, what not to do. Um, she did a uh, webinar on this before um, and, and had people who wanted to sign up after she did it. And she said, hey, that was her only time. But she came out of The quote-unquote retirement for that content And shared some of it with us on this um, podcast So we're grateful But this is uh, Leah Frazier, owner of Think3 Media Uh, Check it out, let us know your thoughts Um, If you're not following uh, her or me on LinkedIn uh, Go there, she's Leah Frazier on LinkedIn Philip Washington Jr. on LinkedIn Share the podcast Give it a rating on iTunes and Spotify if you can And uh, let's get into it This is second interview of being fancy. Now I got the letters like right. I have them under under you instead of under me because everybody thought I was Steena yesterday, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So y'all, I have a um, great guest today. It's Leah Frazier. She is a social media marketing PR. Leah, forgive me if I'm saying things wrong, but if you want to like build a (laughs) brand, right, that's that's what Leah does. And so we're going to focus today a lot of my questions are going to be around LinkedIn, but we'll go in random different places because we talked before and we're both pretty random. So, um, so this will be a good episode. Um, so thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. And then I saw the books and I'm a book nerd. So I'm all like into like, what do they have here in the library? But no, this is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. So, so we'll, we'll get right into it. Um, um, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'll, I'll give some background, you know, LinkedIn's been around for a while, I mean, I, when I first, in my early years, um, when I was a financial advisor at another company, um, it was there, but it didn't really become active into the last few years, so um, what are your thoughts on why people should pay attention to LinkedIn? In 2020, and then I of course have some follow up questions forever. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of funny because like I'm like you, like LinkedIn. I kind of compare it to this, like that water cooler discussion where it's, you only went there when you needed to recruit people, if you were on the HR side, or if you were looking for a job. And in the wake of like the last decade of your Facebook, your Instagram. Um, social media platforms that encourage content creation or what you and you'll hear that buzz phrase a lot um, content creators it's people that are creating that are constantly pushing content for their brand so via photos going live like you're doing today um, videos those platforms your Facebook your Instagram whatever was supporting content creation so what was that doing it was shifting everybody into those platforms. And LinkedIn is just sitting over here as like, well, we're here for resumes and career and whatever, but everybody's getting everything else that they need in those other platforms. And so I would say a couple years ago, I noticed the shift where there was people that weren't necessarily like, your typical influencer or content creators getting like 40,000 views from videos just sitting in their car um and I'm like what is mm-hmm. going on in this platform and sure enough LinkedIn has now shifted to be one that supports content creation but still in that business and professional way so it's not Facebook mm-hmm. they don't really they want to see your kids, but they don't want to see your kids, you know, like they don't want to hear about your religious stuff right, and they right. really don't want to do politics. It's really about what content can you dump in here um, or what can you consume that has to do on a more business and professional level.
0: You got it. No, no, you're right. Yeah, because although there's, there's some religious zealots that have found a way into some of the um, like Forbes or business. Yeah, I'm like. Y'all get the comments like go to Facebook or Twitter with that. Like yeah. this is the wrong place for that. And they'll tell them that. People will be like,
1: <laughs> why? I will go on some posts and it's like, why did you post that here? And it's just like people will swarm and like attack because they really LinkedIn, it's very structured in the type of content that it wants to see right now. And it's like, I, I want to know from your expertise, I really don't care about your personal stuff right. you know right. it needs to be related to your business or brand and if you do that you will be successful
0: and, and something you said was interesting right so there's there's different people on social media and you know you're the expert but I but you know I consider Stonehill Wealth Management really a marketing agency that uh, just so happens to market one you know one one client financial services but right. so, and, and so I guess you would call all platforms relatively mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, context is important. Mm-hmm. But how often do you see businesses, because um, I see a lot, uh, not telling the story the right to on the right platform. I'll give you like an example. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who puts a lot of energy, I know, into maybe into Instagram, but they're selling, t- their, their services are marketing to a 50-year-old um, um, business owner doing a million dollars a year revenue. And I'm like, I mean, maybe they're on Instagram, but like when I'm on Instagram, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking for that, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's like a whole week or two worth of podcasts, (laughs) but really it's all about, like you said, you have to research your target audience and where, and I mean, there's a ton of studies. You could just Google like generational marketing. Um, For 2020 and they will tell you which generation and you should know if you have a business um, what your um, ideal customer looks like right Uh, or that customer avatar they call it Um, And then you can figure out what platforms they typically gravitate towards and sometimes there's some generations that don't even gravitate towards social media for purchases they're gonna be more inclined to open emails so you have to kind of know mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be targeting your marketing, and a Google search will do that at the beginning. Um, but I see a lot of businesses that struggle with, they. so I see you, and I'm like, man, he's so successful on Instagram, I should do that too, and it's not. Maybe you should just be mastering LinkedIn because your top CEOs, your people that are making an average of 75000 a year, if they're millennials, that's where they're spending their time not Instagram to buy your product or service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I say master one, figure out where the hub of your customer is. Again, start with those reports that are online. Um, read them thoroughly and then figure out that platform and then maybe branch into some others. But sometimes some businesses only need to post on one, not four.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and, and I'm going to throw it out of you, but I'm assuming your company also can help people say, hey, like, I don't know how to go through that but here's what I'm looking to do and you can kind of help them understand how much energy and time and money to put into which platform
1: absolutely we have a client we work for right now and um, the CEO is like one of Forbes richest women in the world and so she has two businesses but they're dis- their target audiences are distinctly different and so before they brought us on she was Marketing the same with both Mm -hmm. and when we came on for the uh, smaller company, we run her social media and it's like no We need to focus on Instagram, but then once we realized that there was a crossover with a Facebook audience, which was like um, 30 and up that liked her products even I think between 40 and 50 and women we started running more targeted ads on Facebook and now we see sales coming from both sides mm-hmm. But again marketing is all like testing mm-hmm. and and figuring out well does the audience like this or like that? Luckily Facebook owns Instagram. So any ad you run on Facebook you can shoot over to Instagram um, And be just as successful and not have to work as hard mm-hmm. But you have to know at the beginning like where's my audience where, when they're on their phone all day, what platform are they on?
0: Mm-hmm. Some are on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I, I still <laughs> use YouTube a lot. I still use YouTube a lot. Exactly. As a matter of fact, side note, this is going to be, this, <laughs> this where Randy comes in. I think people are, you know, by the way, this is a, a, Philip Washington, I personally own Google stock, and so does my models from my firm. You got that up. But I think people are underestimating like Google, right? Like I bought Google just because oh like it was gosh. cheap now like the Google, the Google TV thing, mm-hmm. like they already have all the data on you cause it's linked to your email. And, and then Google YouTube TV is the best product out there. Like if you think of what's the next generation for, for bundled streaming, mm-hmm. like they are AT&T in the future. Like they are, they, they have the best product, like in every Absolutely. aspect, right? They got everything you want to watch. They finally got own which please my wife, you know, and Bravo for yeah. all you real housewives fans. <laughs> right, like <myself>. right. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, man, that's, that's a genius move, right? Have they, have you heard of them doing anything where they're going to more cut or maybe they already are customizing the ads on YouTube TV? What, what
1: um, they are. So I, I always call it the Netflix approach, which I'm pretty sure they wouldn't like that. Um, But there's two things about YouTube, Um, one you hit it on the head, it's all personalized and at the end of the day with every platform, the main goal is to keep you within the platform as long as possible. So if Google has all your information and knows what your interests are and what you like, as soon as you get done watching whatever that program is, they're feeding you the next thing knowing that Leah likes to look, listen to this motivational speaker, but also likes to watch Real Housewives. So it just keeps feeding you in that funnel to the point where you wake up one day and you realize I'm no longer watching my Apple TV. I'm no longer watching regular television like YouTube in some streaming platforms is TV now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then number two, from a small business or business perspective, YouTube is the second best search engine on yeah. the internet. So like if you're not doing videos for your content to talk about your expertise and not putting it on YouTube, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Cause if people are Googling, what's the first thing that comes up on Google is like the ads that people pay for and then video. videos and they're on YouTube. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah no, and, and for those who don't know who might get confused, there is YouTube. And then there's YouTube TV. So we're yeah. talking about both of them. We just changed, right? Both are beast. <laughs> do, you, do, do you know, but can you, I actually can, can you, like let's say YouTube TV knows that Philip Washington's YouTube TV channel is in Grand Prairie, Texas. Can they serve me ads specifically for me based on my data on YouTube TV yet? Or we don't know that yet. <gasps> I don't
1: know that yet. Okay. So I'm going go to go into, I mean, that would be awesome. Right? But I, Honestly, I wouldn't put it too far past that that wouldn't be like, or it's probably happening right now. That's a
0: game changer. Like. It's
1: all a game changer. They're all running and competing against each other. Mm. So YouTube, um, Netflix, all those guys are, if you really pay attention, you'll see, oh, Netflix just announced that it's going to do more black programming and support more black content mm-hmm. creation. And then Amazon came out and paid like $2 billion or something to support black content creation. Um, so they're all kind of trying to get your attention. That's smart. <laughs> I, I, about,
0: I, was, I was getting ready to cut off Netflix, and then they came with the, uh, Madam C.J. Walker, and I was right. like, oh, You're that, like, oh, I got to say, right? But Apple TV isn't bad, too. I watched C, mm-hmm. and then they're coming out with this thing called The Banker. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, See, I'm like, Target Customers, they got right? you, right? They just got me hooked in, yeah. right? So uh, go, let's look, go, going back to um, LinkedIn, right, because, uh, well, I'm going to ask two questions. I, my natural style is, um, uh, for one of my, one of the weaknesses of my natural personality profile, I'm judgmental, right? So, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the gift is I can meet somebody, I won't remember their name, but I can tell you if I like them or not. And everybody always like, uh, Philip, you're pretty spot on. Like, they really are like that. You know, 99% of the time, 1%, I'm just I'm just overgeneralized ladies and it, Yeah, yeah, but, but it can go negative. I mean, so. It can go negative. Can, <laughs> I'm super judgmental, but um, but I get requests from businesses on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, but they're requesting me like a person, and I'm like, first of all, ignore because that's like somebody mm-hmm. having a business to me with a Gmail account. I'm like, you're not mm-hmm. even serious. Oh, yeah. Am I the only one who thinks that, or is that kind of a consensus? Like, no,
1: I I do presentations and talk about that all the time, like even in media. If it's like, email me at such and such Gmail, I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> but, but what about the LinkedIn request? If somebody, if somebody, like, if I, like, you, you can have a business page. What people are doing is they're, they're making their, bit, they're making their personal profile of business page and sending requests. And I'm like, that's, mm. Um,
1: it's kind of a catch-22 right now. Um, we talked about how LinkedIn has changed this platform to support content creation. Unfortunately at this point in time to see the numbers that we're seeing. So like I've had videos with 10,000 views. I've had some with 40,000. That has all come from my personal page. Mm -hmm. It's hard to build a following and to build engagement on business pages right Mm -hmm. now, um, unless you're strategically posting your business and then sharing it onto your personal platform, then you may be able to transfer some of those followers over. Um, Another function LinkedIn has is that if I do request you as to be in my network and you accept it Immediately it will if you're in your profile you tell me that you're with yeah, it'll Mm -hmm. say hey Do you want to go ahead and follow? Stone Stone Mm Stonehill and it'll put that up there and I have the choice whether to follow your company or not Mm -hmm. but it takes so much time so if people are Everything's got to be done from the personal mm-hmm. pages right now to get the type yeah. of views mm. that so it's still
0: like it's still not considered business email with Gmail yet.
1: Not yet. But by,
0: by the masses, but from right. the snobs like me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sit down a little. Yeah.
1: And I mean, it can get a little crazy because it is a numbers game. Um, you have to have, you know, a significant number of followers to your personal LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. You need a significant number of people in your network in order for your content to get seen or for it to go viral or to have engagement. Yeah. So it's kind of like at some point you're going to have to add in people that you don't necessarily, you've never met in person or Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know. You just have to review their profile, make sure it's not spam, figure out from a business level, what type of people do I, would I want to virtually network with? Mm-hmm. And then add those people in, but you may not know them on a personal level and you just kind of have to get over
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, 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 is, is, I'm, I'm asking your opinion, because now we can just really talk too, because a lot of people, and this is not what you're saying, but I'm just having a conversation with some people listening, on, but I want to get your thoughts. A lot of people obsessed too over like the numbers when it comes to social media, and I don't have great numbers, but, um, the people who I want to know me know who I am when it comes to like, like, I can do this and I don't care about people knowing me. I want to make money. So I'm, so, and I've figured out a way to, um, the people know me who need to know me so I can make some money, right? With a relatively small following, but people obsess over numbers. I mean, so what, how do you get them off of obsessing over, I need this, you know, cause, cause by the way, like I'm human. The, you know, you get a little bit of your know, video where people see it and they like it and they share it, and the vanity's like, "Oh man, it will be cool to be famous." But then that takes away from like actually making money. Some many times, right?
1: Well, I something you said within that conversation um, rings true, and I always tell my clients that at the end of the day, it's all about your customer and who you're trying to reach. And sometimes you do a video with 12 views and you've reached that person that ends up converting into a client versus, well, someone said on LinkedIn had 30,000. I'm not seeing those 30,000 views. That's not the point. The point is for you to create good quality, valuable content that can reach your target customer at the end of the day. And then the next thing you have to do after creating um, quality, not quantity, is to just be consistent. So I'm not asking you to post a video every day, but maybe you're posting it once a week so that those 12 views do turn into 300. That may turn into something because your current ecosystem is going around and saying, hey, Philip posted this really great live with Leah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, got to tune in, you know, So, and then it kind of goes like that, but the problem is most people give up in the beginning Mm -hmm. because they have their sights set on somebody that they didn't know. They've been posting videos for the last year with no traction, and they finally blew up. Mm -hmm. So it's social media puts us in this comparison game Mm -hmm. when really you really should just be focused on what value can I give in quality content and how can I be consistent at it? Now, with LinkedIn, It's kind of twofold because you have to add people in your network Mm -hmm. in order for your content to get seen so Yes, you have to be creating good content, but strategically adding people in at the same time But don't stop creating content because you don't have a thousand people in your network. If you have 50 people in your network Give them something right now Mm -hmm. Because the way LinkedIn works is if say I only have 50 people in my network, but you're in my network But you have 50,000 followers. Mm -hmm. When I post and if you like something that I posted because it was good and it was valuable, now there's a possibility that your 50,000 network could see that one video when you like my video. Mm -hmm. So that's how it creates this virality that we see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no that's that's actually that's so that's crazy. (laughs) What are some other strategies that you recommend your clients to help build the network without without being spammy
1: well i mean honestly i'm in linkedin probably uh, more times than i want to admit a day so probably six or seven times a day and i'm constantly going through because i have business goals myself right mm-hmm. so going into 2020 it was like what were the goals of think through media those the goals of leah frazier and so anytime i'm in linkedin i'm trying to add people in my network that have the possibility of either partnering with me on those goals or helping me To go a lot further Um, so when you hop in don't just go in there to consume information go in there with intentionality and actually you know start adding people in so they can see what you do Mm -hmm. a great tip that I got from a friend of mine who's like she's like one of the top LinkedIn creators was like if you have the ability to send somebody a message like build genuine authentic relationships and say Hey Philip, saw your profile. I see that we have 25 connections and comment. Oh my God, I can't believe we haven't met, but I'm really interested in what you're doing in the community. So let's connect and kind of go from there and get to know each other online or something like that. It's almost like business dating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's better than me just cold asking you to be in my network right. and we don't know each other <laughs> and it's clear that I'm just trying to get 10,000 followers versus Hey, I want to follow what you're doing as well because maybe there's something that you know we can cross collaborate
0: on. Got it. Got an no, amazing, you know. And I was super happy when, um, 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 like, the Rockets and and specifically the Rockets, but the Saints are also uh, on LinkedIn. and I follow them because some people think I'm crazy. Like, I don't know if we follow each other on Facebook. Are we Facebook friends? I don't, I don't so. know.
1: <laughs> but on
0: Facebook is just like Facebook is like you know. So so Instagram is. Me and my wife's date nights, you know, or me and the Pratt Brothers. It's just like uh-huh. Phillip's, um, uh, you know, Ebony Magazine, right? Not the Forbes Phillip, right? right. That's, that's LinkedIn. Right. And then Facebook is just, you know, like Twitter. I don't, Twitter is dirty. I don't do Twitter. I, but, Twitter. But I do I But <laughs> I do what people do on Twitter, on Facebook, because right. it's, it's, it's less random people. to mm-hmm. my personality type. I'm a fighter, and if somebody is too disrespectful, I might mess up my business career, uh, so yeah. I stay off Twitter. Uh, Facebook is safer, but it's still, you know, but it's it's, it's more control because it's more my friends, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, it's, I do a lot of like sports trash talk, and a lot of people think it's random. I'm like, it's, it, I'm being real, but in business, you know this, it's like, people are gonna do business, people, it doesn't matter what you know. They're going to do business with people who they have a kinship to, right? So, right. so if, if, if you're Christian, right, that's, that's, that's one, right? Um, um, if you're black, right, that's one. If you're a woman, right, that's, that's one. If you love the saints, right, that's one. If you hate the cowboys, right, you know what I mean? Uh, by the way, I hate the cowboys. Everybody, everybody knows it, right? So it's, um,
1: I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um,
0: Let me not say. Let me not say. (laughs) No, but I'm gonna be real. I don't hate the Cowboys. I disrespect the fans. Um, um, Trash talk. Trash talking everybody when their team is garbage. That's the part that I don't. like. No, that's
1: just called. We're proud of our hometown heroes. That (laughs) (laughs) That will never die. um,
0: So, um, but but my point is that. So on LinkedIn, you know, I spend a lot of time in the comments of like organization I care about the Rockets and just um, Conversate with people mm-hmm. and, and then if we've had a couple of interactions, you know, i send them a request and to know Oh, yeah, this is the guy who we both like the Saints, right? And so um, that's like another one of my little cheat codes
1: Yeah, it's all about it's 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 kind of not going into the platform and being selfish so you're not just going in there so you can you can get something out of it you're finding those things that interest you or those people that interest you and you're liking and you're commenting and you're getting into a social conversation because it's a social network. (laughs) So you're actually getting in there to be social and then sharing it on your page every now and again and say, Hey man, I totally agree with this. Or what do you guys think about that? Get a conversation going and then asking for the friend request or the network connection. So I definitely agree with that. Like, People still aren't used to the social part of LinkedIn right now. So they're just consuming instead of really getting in there and mm-hmm. like networking. It's like the best virtual networking bar that you'll right. find. would <laughs> you
0: call it, you call it it's similar to like being in a room, right? It really is. Like the, and you don't want to be the person that goes with people and say, Here's my business card. No, guys. I hate that. Can, can I, you want to buy some insurance?
1: <laughs> no, I hate that. Like I, I know what a lot of my followers and a lot of people I'm connected with, I know what they have their hands in. And the beauty of it is that they are people from all over the world. So it's not just Dallas. I have folks in London and India and wherever where I can see what they're doing and hop in and say, man, that's so awesome. Congratulations or blah, 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 blah and mm-hmm. really build genuine i wouldn't say friendships but connections with people that potentially in the end maybe you can partner with or do business with
0: so so if somebody asks you is it is it too late to get serious about linkedin <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's never too late um no um i I'll, I'll be honest in that when they first switched it over, um, switched the platform over where it supported videos, and now they have LinkedIn Live for certain um, LinkedIn users and all that jazz. Um, The early adopters were the ones that got 90,000 views, Mm -hmm. 100,000 views, like crazy statistics. Like multi-level marketing. It is. And... And then once word got out everybody started hopping into LinkedIn but the good thing is is that you still can get a lot of higher engagement than you would from a Facebook business page Instagram or any of those other platforms Um, I would say hop in there now because the next step in my opinion is that LinkedIn is going to start charging for those views just like we've seen Facebook do with Facebook business pages Mm -hmm. where it's like no one can see your Facebook business stuff unless you click the blue boost post tab. You know right?
0: what, have, have you seen anybody? So, you know, um, my, my social media guy, we're we getting ready to put, a, we tested some stuff on Facebook last year. And so we're about to put a bunch, of, I earmarked money this year for marketing, we are gonna put 80% of it into Facebook because when I tested the LinkedIn stuff, at least for, for what I do, um, um, it was, it was, more risky. We're going to keep testing. But have you seen any businesses that are executing LinkedIn well? Because what I do, I look at, I look at ads mm-hmm. as a marketer. I'm like, you know, um, th- th- that catch me right. So, mm-hmm. some so I try to not look at it as a marketer and try to see if it catches me. But I haven't seen anything catch me. So I was like, okay, some stuff caught me on Facebook. It's not catching me on LinkedIn because I'm in a different mindset. But have you seen any businesses that are that are doing well?
1: only so LinkedIn ads at the level that Facebook ads is and all that stuff it's relatively new right now so Mm -hmm. they're still testing out pricing structures things like that Um, so I haven't necessarily seen it um, as effective as if I were to do a Facebook ad Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I can't stress enough that if you have a content marketing plan for your business where you can post videos or photos, Mm -hmm. that is free right now. Right. That's free engagement that you don't have to pay for versus on Facebook where you actually have to boost for your followers to see it. LinkedIn is still where you can post it and you'll get way more engagement views, likes, and comments on that platform Mm -hmm. versus not paying on Facebook business. Mm -hmm. Now, the only thing ad-wise where I've put money into LinkedIn, where I've seen it be successful was for events. So I've had clients that mm-hmm. had networking events mm-hmm. um, and you can target specific people like her company was so specific she is a 401k retirement company we didn't want to do a Facebook event because it wasn't for everybody mm-hmm. but and the problem was that she didn't know who to invite so what we did was we actually promoted the event on LinkedIn put some ad dollars behind it and with LinkedIn we targeted every HR professional Mm -hmm. that was within a certain mile radius and we had a highly successful event. And I would say a lot of the people that came out saw our video ad and got the invitation that went directly to their inbox, inviting them to our event.
0: That's a great use. So that
1: is great for LinkedIn. Yeah,
0: that is great. I'm literally gonna save that part of the clip. Yeah. (laughs) We might reallocate some dollars, because I manage 401k plans too. Um, it's great. You yeah. can
1: say, I only want HR yeah. or those in HR in a certain mile radius at a certain level within mm-hmm. their companies. And that ad goes or invitation invite goes directly in their inbox mm-hmm. and on their feeds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I I hope not the financial advisor listening. To this. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a great idea. Um, I had another question, and you like threw it out of my mind when you gave me that great idea. Um, Podcast. What are your thoughts on podcasts for businesses?
1: Um, I think everybody should be doing podcasting. Uh, Audio is the next. Well, it's not even the next. It's the now. Um, Everything voice-related. So even we were talking about YouTube as the number two search engine. Voice is about to be right up there in the tops hey Alexa can you tell me who's the best blah 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 mm-hmm. so everything is audio right now people aren't even really watching TV they're listening to podcasts mm-hmm. they're not listening to the radio sorry for my media people that I love so much but people are listening to podcasts yeah, in the I'm, morning I don't listen to the
0: radio at all yeah. i like Ricky Smiley's back I was like I don't really care I,
1: you don't care you're a lot of we're in this growth I feel like a lot of there's a lot of entrepreneurs people are into growth professional and personal development so if you have a niche area that you are successful in I highly suggest starting a podcast and again being consistent in putting that information out there it doesn't have to be an hour long I've listened to some podcasts where like Sean Croxton's quote of the day is my favorite it's 12 minutes or less of a motivational clip that can
0: get you started in your day well and, and and or i think people are you know so i'm a student of history right and i think what's happening with the radio station so like let's, let's think about ricky smiley what was the cool part about ricky smiley you got to on your drive to work get bits and pieces of what you want to know about things and mm-hmm. laugh a little bit i'm like what podcasts are doing is what cable did to regular tv was mm-hmm. a was silo like so you had to watch if you were black you had to watch a abc at seven o'clock to get mm-hmm. your black show mm-hmm. right then cable came out and bob johnson a billionaire by saying i'm gonna make a black network mm-hmm. right and so the internet's doing it even more and so it's a podcast you can say oh man i like the segment where ricky smiley talked about whatever health and there's like a thousand health podcasts right mm-hmm. and so instead of listening to ricky smiley to get the health you can be like oh i i want to listen to a um a black ob-gyn yeah. podcast and i had her um, um what's her name um uh Anyway, I did a podcast. I was trying to give her a shout-out. But she has a podcast. Yeah. Um, So, I'm like, that's the thing I don't think radio's understanding is. Like, it's not you. It's not personal. It's just, like, I don't want to sit through all of that. I want to listen to what I want to listen to. Press pause,
1: come back, Mm -hmm. or maybe scan through to the next episode. So, I I listen to Smart Passive Income. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of his clips from yesterday's podcast was, like, i recorded you know hundreds of episodes but the beauty of it is somebody can come in and you can find exactly what you want or need and just listen to that and then be good so if you create a podcast with valuable content and you're consistent about it you're going to find that person that may just come for one or two things but if it's good enough they will subscribe and you know be good enough to keep that content going mm-hmm. and eventually when you're ready to sell something now they trust you mm-hmm. And it's on and popping for here,
0: <laughs> like for real. <laughs> right, right, right. So I know I told you we're going to have you here long. Um, so we'll get to the last questions that I ask everybody. Um, um, but And then we'll find out where folks can find you and, and, and get all your content. Because I know that um, uh, you have limited offers. And so I definitely appreciate you coming to share some information you shared in those limited offers. But... Um, what are your favorite restaurants in DFW? I'm a foodie, so oh, I like finding there's spots. There's so
1: many. Oh, there's and name so many, as many as you want. As many, so I have to obviously or, or, or start with a client. I love the Island Spot Jamaican Kitchen. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Um, Smoky John's Barbecue. So shout out to Brent and Juan Reese. Wait, time out. I had them.
0: I had them, I like, <laughs> I them at, a, um, at an event. Yeah, and they don't have a restaurant, right? Do they, no, they, they do. It's
1: off there? of Mockingbird.
0: Okay, so they do. Cause that 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 was the best barbecue I like had in Dallas.
1: You know what? Unfortunately, there was a point in time I think where the building had burnt down like or something. And they had to yeah, they had to rebuild it. So you may have had it during that process. Okay, but, but, but it is it's beautiful now. Sweetness. Beautiful is my sweetness, sweetness, <laughs> sweetness,
0: Smoky Johns on on Mockingbird. On okay. Yes,
1: and I'm weird. Like most people go there for the barbecue, but their fried catfish is off chain. So like. I go there for. The oh, Sorry, I know what you <laughs> um, And oddly enough, I like Tasty Tails in Richardson. So I love their shrimp po' boy; it is fantastic. Um, let's see where else. Um, shout out to the Cake Bar at Trinity Groves. Um, that's why I can't get rid of this tire <laughs> right here. <laughs> I mean, there's so there's so many, but those are some of the ones that I. Definitely uh, frequent the most and Greenville Avenue Pizza Company. So hmm. any vegans are out there. They have the absolute best cauliflower crust pizza. You will find and the best vegan pizza. I mean, cauliflower Dallas. crust pizza. Mm-hmm. Say that again for me? Cauliflower crust. No, what's the name of the place? Greenville Avenue Pizza Company. I love
0: pizza and we're, we're vegan-ish and uh, so I've been You know, I was like, I can't eat pizza as much. I'm gonna try that place.
1: Yeah, they haven't. Um, the last time I went, so they'll put all the veggies and all that stuff on there. Now I still get the cauliflower crust with some real cheese, but the cauliflower. Yeah, but if you're just straight vegetarian, it is the absolute when I tell you it's so good. Hmm. I took my interns and they didn't even know that it wasn't real crust. Like they just thought it was crispy crust. No, it was cauliflower. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> listen, no, listen, so, sorry to forget anybody who's watching this right now in live because I might like tag that place in the comments. Greenville Avenue
1: please. Pizza Company off of Greenville Avenue. Okay. Have
0: you been That's to so Lebon Le, Le, Le Temps? Le, 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 I have Le not. Le not place? It's amazing. Not yet. We go yet. like every two weeks. Yeah, it's so over there. It's not too far from. No,
1: they're the one that the, does the bacon and beignets on, like, They do some on whiskey weekends? and beignets, ice oh, cream. Oh, whiskey. That's even mm. better. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's right off Maine and Malcolm X. Yeah, so,
1: awesome. Ooh, yeah.
0: So, um, favorite um, shows to binge watch?
1: Favorite shows the binge watch. Uh right now I watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Now it's season three. I'm not quite into it. Season one was really good. Um, I love all the Real Housewives franchises. That's like really, really bad. I don't watch
0: Dallas though.
1: Yeah. I know the women on Dallas, so to watch it mm-hmm. I don't wanna taint the women that I know, so I just choose not to watch yeah, it and insecure is like one of my absolute favorites so i'm waiting on isa to drop this latest season i saw on instagram they've wrapped it so i'm just waiting like <laughs> when does it come out please sometime soon mm-hmm. so yeah so okay. that's what, it...
0: what about movies
1: movies um i'm not into like the marvel stuff that's I, cool. That's I, um, That's I know the latest movie that I watched that I really really liked, like. I like mafia movies, and so I can't remember what it was, but it came out on Netflix not too Irish long ago. Man. That was That's so good. Well, when I went to the theater, they told us just letting you know this was like a three and a half hour movie, like closer to four hours, or whatever the situation was. And I was pissed because I was so tired from work. I didn't even know that the three and a half hours went by because it was so good.
0: I just know I woke up, made breakfast, went to go work out. I like ran some errands. I came back and my cousin was still watching it. Like, I was like. No,
1: but it's so like, if you like Goodfellas, Scarface, and you want to see all your mafia, like cinema people in one flick, that is it. Mm. I got my whole life out of that. (laughs) I'm done. Mm -hmm. Even for 2020, I'm Mm -hmm.
0: done. Okay. Um, Favorite books to read? Or listen to. I listen to a
1: lot of mine. I like to read. I'm, I'm a nerd, so that's why I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what books do they have? I like to touch and feel and smell. So, favorite bookstore is the big half price books off of Northwest Highway in 75. You will find me there in the aisles reading. Um, but most of the time, I'm getting professional and business development books because um, I'm just constantly working on myself and think through media. I'm obsessed with it, so that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do read other books for fun, like fiction, but for the most part, 90% of the time, it's going to be like Damon John or, you know, one of those businessy guys from good to great or zero to one or some I'll reread, you know, over and over again. So, Mm -hmm. um, right now I'm really big into like visualization and meditation and the science of the mind. So I've been really picking up books about how we can manifest things for ourselves just through the power of our own mind mm-hmm. and learning the science behind it. So when I talk about it, people aren't like, this is a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Right. And I'm like, no, this is that's the mad. real deal. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, causing
0: causing reactions. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, okay, last, so podcast, what are some podcasts? Do, do you have your own podcast?
1: I do, um, and I'm revving it back up, so okay. I'm so glad you talked about mm-hmm. that um but outside of mine i'll talk about mine a little bit my favorite is sean croxton's quote of the day Mm -hmm. so again it's 15 minutes or less so you're in and you're out but i also on the petty side um i've been a faithful subscriber to the read so have a little cursing in there and all that stuff but i mean it's funny because they're just really real about hot topics and things that are going on and so it's Two hours an episode, but if you're just sitting in traffic, it is the funniest podcast talking about black culture. (laughs) (laughs) That's out there. Um, Smart Passive Income is another favorite. Uh, Gary Vee's podcast Mm -hmm. is another favorite of mine. Uh, Sometimes he gets a little repetitive. but And then um, I like crime podcasts. So I listen to Nancy Grace a lot. And there was one that was like uh, true crime or true the queens of crime um and it was really scary because really? it was like r- true real crimes that people committed and i was listening to it at a daylight
0: and i was like man eh, i gotta stop you, 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 know, <laughs> you, you know what i've been looking for and i know it's coming and if i make enough money fast enough i'll create the production company that funds it um it's like uh like i grew up um and my wife is the same way in a household where in the summertime we had to read a uh, black history uh, mm-hmm. book and write a report before I went outside on the chapter. Oh yeah. And so and so now we're we're both like in the Black History. So like, mm-hmm. and it helps specifically when I get into political debates with people who who don't know real history. Yeah. and On one side, I'm like, no, actually, like this. Is this how, is what happened. This, yeah, yeah. This is like the whole Iranian thing. I'm waiting to debate that. If I'm like, you know, you actually don't know. Let's take it back to the 50s, mm-hmm. like when it started. Um, I don't really want to go there. Um, <laughs> But but the, but the, the but same the, thing. Yeah, but I, I we need like a um a podcast around like Black History, not slavery. Uh, mm. It can include it, but I just mean like like the Nancy Day Walker was not the first female Black millionaire, right? Yeah. So like let's go to let's start there. Yeah. You know before you know um and then kind of build it up. Somebody needs to do that like it would be so and that cool. would be
1: really cool. Like if you contacted like their family or anybody from the estate that would want to come on and yeah. like. Talk about what that person was like. I think that's Because the books are out there. I mean, the data is out idea. there.
0: Somebody just has to like do it. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, maybe I should raise some money and we just like find Let's people, people who can do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it. Maybe a little case is expensive.
1: But I've. it's funny that you say that because I've been doing a lot of research um, from a fashion perspective because I work a little bit in the industry here in Dallas and I was doing a lot of digging into the black fashion history that we've had here um, I started last year, and it's so rich, and people have no idea, and, but I've, once I started talking to people about it, they were like really intrigued, so I think it could be the same thing, where you just kind of have to just get going, mm-hmm. but people, they don't know what they don't know, and they don't know what they need until mm-hmm. you put it out there, and they're going to be like, oh, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. So, how, so, tell, so tell everybody about how they can reach you, um, with, what you're working on. Uh, any any new stuff coming out?
1: Whew. Well, you can reach me on com or you'll get a faster response if you just shoot me a DM on Instagram or a message on LinkedIn. So please, we're talking LinkedIn. Go ahead and ask to connect with me and I will follow you back. If you can send me a message to say that you know you saw this and that would be an instant ad. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the random. <laughs> Versus the random, but um, my handle is the Leah Fraser across all platforms. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and that is Branding One Hundred and One. Um, and what am I working on? Well, I am about to launch a um, course called PR Yourself because I get a lot of questions from businesses on how to. Um, Approach the media how to get media attention how to do public relations for themselves because they can't afford an agency or a firm So we're going to kick it off with 12 days of 12 videos on LinkedIn with very valuable PR Facts and things that you can apply to your business right then Um, That will then shoot over into a live webinar where you can just sit at home and literally probably take pages and notes on my tips and tricks over the years on how to interact with journalists and how to get their attention and how to tell your story that makes it attractive for TV, radio, blogs, traditional and non-traditional media. That's, that's pretty that's, Yeah. You're not
0: charging for
1: that? They can just I'm not charging for that. Now the Big Daddy course where we really dive deep and I'm giving you a workbook and contacts and stuff like that. Yes, there will be a charge for that. But the basic outline where you really can have valuable takeaways to then apply, that's free. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So follow me. I will be dropping links for that very, very soon.
0: Okay, cool. Um, um, I'll let you go. I have one more question. <laughs> um, thanks for coming.
1: No, thank you. This was awesome. Yeah, that's it, that's it.